you go from like being a hundred percent to like feeling like you're on holiday every day. <laughs> so like I mean, com- ca- coming here, I kind of like had a huge like uh, brain breakdown. Like my brain completely like stopped functioning, and like I'm now struggling with like just like l- just like doing basic homeworks. I, it used to like take me ten to twenty minutes. Now I could spend like easily three hours on it. Like being young is not a good thing, because mm-hmm. not talking about like access to alcohol and things like that. Like it's <laughs> not even the question. Being feeling like safe, feeling like you. You like find your way. Like the most important thing that I got from it was like loving myself, mm. like being like confident w- walking around and be like, so here is who I am. I am like that, and people have to accept me for who I am. Mm-hmm. And like, and right now, like I feel like people would like more easily accept me that I probably like felt like a few months ago, and that's just because like like I accepted myself first. Hello and welcome back to the Bigger Picture Podcast. I am your host Shannon Zhao, and today I am so lucky to be joined by the 17-year-old PG Lenny. How's it going? Welcome、Hi. to the studio. Thank you for having me. Of course. So, first question for you: Why did you decide to take a PG year, and how are you、um, only 17 and you're PGing? Like, you graduated with high school and you're 16, right? Yeah, right. So basically, I graduated high school at 16, like you said, and I want. I've always wanted to like study abroad. And、mm-hmm. I feel like I was kind of supposed to do、um, to like go to、um, college or university right away,、mm-hmm. but I talked about it with my parents, and we decided that like me being sixteen, like college or university, like a freshman, would be way too like soon for me. So I、mm-hmm. had to like do something before, and a PG year would like be the best option. So.、Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, so you did mention that you wanted to study abroad, but I want to go go back to first about the point about you graduating sixteen. So,、mm-hmm. how is 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 that a normal thing in French education, or you, it's just like a you thing? Yeah, it's it's not a normal thing. Usually, people in France graduated around the age of eighteen or nineteen,、mm. but I skipped grades when I was in middle school.、Mm. Um, so that's how I graduated. How how did you skip grades? So ba- like basic things, like I just knew how like to do things, like in advance to my age.、Uh-huh. So I just like making me skip grades. For example, I skipped a grade called CP,、mm-hmm. which is like when you learn how to read and like do multiplications and、mm-hmm. really basic math stuffs. And I already knew how to do that, so it just、mm-hmm. like made me skip the grades. And I skipped and I skipped two grades. Yeah. So did you take like outside lessons that? Made you knew all this knowledge, or it's just like you you can comprehend it faster. Yeah, I just comprehended it faster, and also like I'm an only child, so my parents were like always focused on like me having good educations and like talking a lot with me, and I was they were like really focused on like me growing up pretty quickly and fast, so I could be like、mm-hmm. independent by myself.、Mm-hmm. So like all of the stuff like reading and things, I like learned pretty young.、Mm-hmm. So that's why. Interesting, yeah, because I feel like parent,、uh, how a parent deals with their kid can have a lot of impact on how、yeah. you're sh- sort of shaped. And would you, would you, so would your parents like directly help you a lot, or they just would pressure you a lot, or well, what was the sort of approach in your family? Yeah, it was just helping at first, but you know when you're like, yeah, not a genius kid, but a genius. 
genuine shag growing up, like you're like ahead of your age and things like that. Like your parents had like really great expectations of you. Mm-hmm. And even right now, like I'm aware that my parents have like, they want me to always be the best and things like that. That can mm-hmm. sometimes be pretty hard because when you're like, you end up being with people that are like three years older than you. And yeah. like, they have more knowledge than you in life because mm-hmm. they like experience more things. And what would you say are like challenges that you face with expectations? Because, um, well, I would just say for me that because my parents, I think I can relate to mm-hmm. in some sense that my parents also have great expectation on me because, you know, I generally like do decently well in academics and they expect have these high expectation like you know whenever i get a grade that's like below a they will start complaining and all that and then um you know like college application even though i did get into a pretty good school i feel like it's still a good school but they're just like disappointed they're like you know Mm -hmm. i should have done better you could have done better so what was the expectation like for you and how did you sort of cope with it well big big the expectation was not really to do well, but that was more to, like, be the best. Because, mm. like, I mean, like, talking for my dad, mm-hmm. like, he was always like, oh, if you have, for example, an 80 in your class, which mm-hmm. is a pretty low grade in a way, but mm. that would be a pretty, pretty high grade in France. Like, we have a really, like, kind of after up, um, mm-hmm. like, system of grading that mm-hmm. is, like, ki- kind of, like, dragging students down. Mm. Like, an 80 on a test would be, like, even if it's, like, the lowest not the lowest, like, it has to be the highest grade mm-hmm. in, like, my entire class. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're, what would happen if you don't? I mean, like, mm. it was pretty hard because, like, I was putting pressure on myself to, like, have the best grade because mm-hmm. that was, like, my way to, for example, have my phone or, like, have the right to go out during the weekends or things like that. Like, mm. if I didn't have a good grade, I would kind of first be disappointed in myself but also feel like my parents are disappointed in me mm-hmm. wait you you mentioned you you couldn't have phones and yeah. you can't go out is that like policies that you have in your house or i mean yeah like i've like i spend a lot of time at school like in french we have like yeah you go to school at 7 a.m in the morning and yeah. you come back home and it's 7 p.m oh, wow. so you don't go out and this is without like sports or anything this is no only sports? academics. Only academics. Is that just people. your school? It's like, that's all friends. No, that's all friends. I was in a private wow. school in France, so which is kind of like you have even less time to eat mm-hmm. and like you don't have a lot of breaks. Really? Um, yeah, that's pretty intense. So so how would a day look like if you're in um, a, France, a, French educa- a French school? So usually, I mean... Your classes are probably an hour and 10 minutes long. Okay. Or 15 minutes sometimes. It just okay. depends on where you are. Okay. And you have like nine topics or nine subjects that mm. you like have to take and that you always pay. Every like day? Every day. Okay. Yeah. So basically Jeez. you have like, um, so French as a language, you have English, Spanish, then you have like physics, chemistry, biology, uh, math, and like everything's like really like here and you mm-hmm. like have three to i mean three to four hours of each class a week mm-hmm. um and you're like it's like classes of 40 students mm-hmm. at most usually mm-hmm. it's like 38 40 students and you're mm-hmm. always together and you always have like the same teachers in the same classrooms mm-hmm. uh, you don't have a lot of labs or anything it's all in class like learning topics it's only like the teacher talking and you have to be here and like listen to it mm-hmm. and that's 
That's interesting because our school, NMH, we have one hour and 10 minute class, which is like same length, but we only have three classes. (laughs) So like jumping from nine classes to three classes, that's a large difference. So how how is the process sort of like come to U.S.? Because definitely it's 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 very different, right? Yeah, um, I mean people would probably expect it to be an easy thing going from like nine classes to three. Yeah, but it wasn't easy at all. Like yeah, because totally yeah. you go from like being a hundred percent to like feeling like you're on a holiday every day. <laughs> so like. I mean, com- ca- coming here, I kind of, like, had a huge, like, uh, brain breakdown. Like, my brain completely, like, stopped functioning. And, like, I'm now struggling with, like, just, like, l- just, like, doing basic homeworks. I, it used to, like, take me 10 to 20 minutes. Now I could spend, like, easily three hours on it just because I, like, I kind of lost my way of, like, studying and, like, always being into academics. Mm-hmm. And, like, because, like, here you, you're you really always in school. Like, it's, al- it's like, something being in boarding school. You're always in school. You never have breaks. So, like, it's it's a lot of process, actually. Interesting. And I, I was thinking of this idea because I, I, I was I had a similar journey of sort mm-hmm. of going to school. We have seven classes a day. I mean, we still have sports, and there's, like, after-school sports. So, so it's not as bad as intense as your school i would say but um it's definitely pretty intense and we have like hours of homework i would say our school was in the worst i know i know there are some like chinese public schools they get up like 5 a.m and mm-hmm. then they work until like you no know, 12 a.m and they only sleep for like five hours a day and some korean schools like that too but um yeah they but then it's coming here there's so much freedom yeah like you don't know what to do with your time and then because a lot of time back in, you know, in our previous schools, we were pressured by our, our school and mm-hmm. pressured by time. So that there's always like an external force pushing you and there's like no no way back. But now there's like so much time, you, you suddenly have to have void and vacancy and you don't know how to fill that time. And, and so what, what, how did you sort of deal with your brain breakdown that you mentioned, which is a pretty interesting concept? Well... So I try to talk a lot to my peers, parents, family, even here, like consulate sessions and things like that, to really kind of like know how to learn more about myself, like mm-hmm. why that thing happens. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and like kind of like try to work on it and to like turn into, oh, so like I had a, like a breakdown like that, but it's probably positive because I got to look, to like learn a lot of things about myself, about what I wanted really to do, mm-hmm. where were my real hobbies and not like the one that I was forced to have because of school and like because of like, you know, like the social pressure that you can like have in your country or things like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like really talking it out was actually like the most efficient thing. Talking it out. Yeah. Who, who are the people that helped you out the most, you would say? Oh, can I say names? Uh, you can, or you don't. <laughs> if you don't feel like feel like they would want to, you don't need yeah. to. So I mean, I talked a lot to my advisor, uh, Sandy Messer, who's mm-hmm. the sweetest person on campus. Of course, I, w- yeah. I would stick Sandy with that. Is so nice. um, I mean, just like people you randomly meet, like when when you meet people and you're just like, oh, so you're like 16, but you're PG, like just like talking it out and being like, no, I'm not. Um, it's not because of being smart. It's just that happened and that happened, and now I'm struggling. And like really, like being like, yeah, I'm struggling. I used not to, but now I'm struggling. It's really like being into this. Oh, I'm aware that I'm like that, and like yeah, l- talking it out with. I only talked it out with adults, not really mm-hmm. with my family, because I feel like 
I don't want to disappoint them because like that was kind of like a phase when I was disappointing in myself, like not being able to like do things as well as I used to. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so like talking with adults on campus, but only people that know you from like who you are right now. So like people that I got to make at to meet at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, people like in my dorm, a lot of my friends, but that, that actually helped a lot. Interesting. And you mentioned a great point about... Um, there, there's actually two great points I wanted to catch on. One is uh, the parent pe pre uh, pressure, which we, we could definitely dive more into, but also this point about awareness. Yeah. And what do you think you understood about yourself through the process of transitioning schools? Well, um, I think I, like the most important thing that I got from it was like more like loving myself. Mm. Like being like confident w walking around and be like, so here is who I am. I am like that and people have to accept me for who I am. Mm -hmm. And like, and right now, like I'd feel like people would like more easily accept me that I probably like felt like a few months ago. And that's just because like, like I accepted myself first. Mm, interesting. And how is, how is the process of accepting self like for you because there's definitely like uh yeah it's not definitely not like a one day you woke up yeah. and you're like i love myself yeah that's great no it's definitely there's definitely like challenges that you went mm -hmm. through right so what was the first so so take us through this journey of um uh accepting yourself so what was like the first cue that you realized oh i have to start doing this or working on loving myself well like like we talked about that would be like the brain breakdown that I had mm -hmm. like the oh I'm not good like I used to be like uh -huh. it was like part of oh I, I can still fail and like 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 me and mm -hmm. like appreciate myself mm -hmm. okay and then what was uh and then what was like the process of going through that like did you so did you sort of like talk to adults and the adults like you should love yourself more and then you sort of every day you started like thinking yeah. Something like that, or? Well, I actually didn't work on it this way. So mm -hmm. I tried to, like, instead of taking the positive things on it, I tried to, like, see the negative points hmm. and, like, turn them into positive things. For example? Like, for example, there's something that I, um, that can actually help when it comes to, like, mental health and things like that, mm -hmm. is to, like, you create, like, another self of yourself. Like, mm -hmm. for example, like, I was, I was me, Lenny, mm -hmm. and I had, like, someone else that I called, like, my storm, which mm -hmm. was like all of the negative parts for me. Mm -hmm. And like this person, I tried to like, I know it can be pretty silly sometimes, but you try yeah. to like talk to them and we like make them understand that them being here is not gonna harm you. It's just mm -hmm. gonna like help you like realizing that you have like, this is a bad part of yourself, but it's such a, it's like such a small part in comparison to like your like better self and the like part that is loved by others and that you love of yourself. It was they were like making the distinction between my bad size, like my ba my bad like part of myself, and like my good part of myself. That's so interesting. So, in some sense, you create. Do you talk to yourself in the mirror? Is that how you sort of talk to your separate self, or do you journal, or do you sort of just split your brain in two? I don't know if that makes sense. And you sort of have inner dialogues within yourself, and you try to figure yourself out. Yeah, I was doing that for like splitting my brain because I'm like another thinker, so I think a lot, <laughs> and like it's actually pretty easy to like kind of like differentiate your brain and like really be like, yeah, so that's me, that's me, and the whole like me plus me it equals to me as well. 
like when you overthink, it's pretty easy. But it can, <laughs> it can actually seem to be pretty weird. That's that's very fascinating. I mean, I I feel that at times I I there's always like f for me, I definitely d always have that inner dialogue within me too. Like all the mm -hmm. time, I would be thinking. Uh, there's I don't think there's ever. I mean, even when I try to meditate, clear my mind, I, my mind is just like con constantly like running, and some. And so there's always like voices in it. But I was just thinking about about that dialogue thing. So, so what what would you say to your other self? Like, are you, what, what's your approach? So would you be like asking the other other person, other Lenny, Lenny B, yeah. a, Lenny A to <laughs> Lenny B, like interviewing Lenny B and figuring out what's going on, or would you, or what would you talk about? Well. I wouldn't qualify it as a discussion. It would more like listening to them. Like hmm. being like, oh, so what are your thoughts on that? And that was like, if I had to like ask a question to them, they'll be like, why are your thoughts on that? And like really mm -hmm. like only listening to them and not trying to like change their minds or like way of seeing life, but more like trying to find like a purpose or like a reason in their way of being like that. Mm. As Can you give give us an example yeah, of, of like course. a specific thing i don't want to get too personal no, yeah. be like, <laughs> um i mean i think it's going to be kind of hard because it's been a while since i'd actually last like listen to myself but you know like this is interesting uh, though yeah like refl ref reflecting on like uh for example whenever i get a bad, a bad grade like still okay. talking about academics and things like that Mm -hmm. So, like, them be dis being disappointed in me wouldn't be one thing. And I would, like, listen to him and be like, oh, so you did that. You should have probably studied more. You should have been, like, more, like, listening to the teacher in class or, like, seek for more help from others. And then I'm like, oh, interesting. But do I want to do that? Do I want to, like, to, like, take all of those things that I could have done but I didn't? But, like, was that really the best way for me to have a better grade? Or was it just because it was, like, it's just, like, something that I didn't understand, like, the topic of, like, that I was, like, getting having an integrate, uh, a test on? Mm. So it's sort of, like, you figuring out um, what was the source and cause yeah. of this yeah. bad grade, and you're very objective about mm -hmm. it. How do you... Do you keep emotions in, in this conversation, or do you sort of try to kick emotions out and try to be as objective as possible like do you, it's so so for example i, I need to visualize this this is so mm -hmm. cool so is it like you're sitting at a for example you're sitting at a table and there's three people on the table yeah. you're sitting here there's lenny and there's lenny b and they're <laughs> talking and you're just looking at them or is it just like uh you're you're flipping between lenny a and lenny b and then like you're just you know well, I'm trying to usually not involve emotions. Okay. But that's something that is pretty easy for me because I'm, like, not, um, like, really open. Like, I've never been really open to, like, emotions and things like that. Like, it's mm. something that I've kind of been struggling with. Like, um, like kind of, like, oh, being like, oh, so this is my friend. So I feel different from, like, about them, from, like a, total, uh, like, a stranger. Like, I cannot really differentiate, like, both like a stranger and a friend and a friend to me i would like feel the same way towards them mm. um so yeah so like but i feel like so for people like really not involving emotions and in it would be the best way mm -hmm. to like get the greatest outcomes out of it mm -hmm. so yeah interesting this point about emotion is 
you said it's just easy and natural for you, but、yeah. I think this is not an easy thing for a lot of people. That's true. And would you say you've always been like this, or you had to, you figured out a way to deal with、um, coping with dealing with emotions? Well, when I was a kid, I was really, really emotive and like always, like oh, like my I I used to be like overwhelmed by many things.、Mm. But like、um, my my parents kind of like, especially my dad, he kind of like taught taught me how to be like insensitive to things, like in a way for like me to like you know be able to like be strong, like. It can be like mentally strong, or like physically strong.、Mm-hmm. It's just like to actually know if I run and I feel like in pain, I'm not like this. I'm not in pain. I don't feel it. Like it's only like mentally like things.、Mm. So that's something that I actually got around the age of probably ten to eleven.、Mm-hmm. Like because my dad is really really like、um, a strong-minded person,、mm-hmm. and I kind of like took it from him. Mm-hmm. From like knowing how to like deal with emotions and not really like include them when it comes to like relationships or like just basic stuffs in life.、Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. You so you so here comes back to the point about your parents. Yeah. Which is like your your father has been、uh, you know overwhelming like you said overwhelming presence and would you say like、uh, this parental pressure always came from your father or? Well, it wasn't really from my father. It was just I mean. I was an only kid, or like so. I feel like I had to like prove myself in the family to be like, oh, so I'm your only kid, so I have to make my mom and my dad proud of me. Yeah. So even and I was like saying, oh, I have to make my parents proud of me even before I have to like be proud of myself.、Mm-hmm. So I, you know, like we all have different like style of living and feel like that, especially、mm-hmm. when it comes to like one unique family. Yeah. Like a dad, a mom. Yeah. Kids. Uh, yeah. Or just like you know, like mom, mom, dad, dad, like yeah, no matter yeah. what the、yeah. the family would could be. Yeah.、Um, but yeah, like like it wasn't really parental pressure. It was more like I want to make people be proud, proud of me because、yeah. that was my way of being happy. Like my like I used to like see happiness as oh, so I'm happy if like others are happy like、mm. for me.、Mm-hmm. And I totally relate to that. I mean. I I I I'm still always like figuring this part out too, but、yeah. this I think it's always it's probably s- similar. I, I, my、mm-hmm. father is always very pressuring and、yeah. always have high expectations. And ever since I was a kid, I feel like there's a need to prove to him constantly. And I mean, I have a brother too, so it's like constant competition in some sense to prove yourself. So I I that that proving that happiness, like I mean, for me, I had to. My my great source of happiness always comes from like you know, proving a point or something like that.、Mm-hmm. I don't n- now that you're mentioning that I'm, I'm more thinking more about it because I wouldn't just be content just like you know just like accomplishing it. I have to like some sometimes、yeah. I have to like show it. Be like oh I did this you know like I I did、mm-hmm. it you know and I have to like constantly and I constantly do it、I、constantly do it. I mean in in some sense it's a good thing because it always fuels me to go forward and always fuels me to do big things and great things. So like I would go from you know like for example proving myself in the soccer field and then I'll prove myself in the music field and、yeah. then you know do podcasts or like do videos what what not but、mm-hmm. like. On the other hand, it could be really stressful because it's,、uh, you know, you you're never kind of content, and、yeah. I, it's only like recently 
that I've realized this and I'm trying to just be content of where I am and just, you know, keep... You know. What, what's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, you can, like, really, like, link it to sports. Like, you, you're a soccer goalie, Co- yeah, right? Yeah, goalie, yeah. So, like, when you, like, for example, like, stop the ball from, like, getting into the net, like, yeah. you know, a goalie. <laughs> of course. Like, are you, like, proud... For the team first, or you're proud of like about yourself first? <laughs> like usually we would say that's you're both, proud I mean, for the team. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which I'm, is yeah, that's something important. But you also yeah. have to like be proud because you did something like as like a person that actually like you're not proud for the team first. You should be proud of yourself first, and then like be like, oh, then I'm proud of myself, and that's great because like if I'm proud of myself, other would also be proud of me, yeah. and that would like make like that's. Team spirit, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And that's actually very interesting that you mentioned about this point because one thing that I realized about myself, um, or this was more like last year or or a year before when I did a lot of like journaling and self-awareness, I realized when I used to play goalkeeper, I was playing for uh, other people all the time. Like I would make a save and then I wouldn't feel happy Mm -hmm. until everyone else starts saying, oh, good save, good save. And the team is like all the relief and all the pats and all that. And then um, that was my fuel for for playing because I was just so eager to prove. And then for goalkeeper, it's like, yeah, you can prove yourself by by that. And there's also that social reinforcement. But then it was at a certain point, I think, I don't know, my junior year or so, some, there was like a certain point where I realized that that thing is not consistent and it's not always going to be there. Yeah. And if and I can't rely on that mm-hmm. because you can't rely on other people for your happiness. That's Else true. you'll just fluctuate because there will not, they, you can't shape how others think of you. Mm-hmm. You can't make them just like you and and always like feel good about you all the time right and then so when they don't feel good about you you'll feel horrible about it and and then there's no consistency but then that's when i realized which is sort of like what you're mentioning that i have to love myself first yeah i love just just so now i go out i just enjoy just like making saves and all that like yes people still come up to me and say good job or good save or Mm -hmm. it still makes me happy of course who doesn't like compliments and Mm -hmm. reinforcements but i don't i don't like rely on that anymore yeah and that's actually like i've i've consciously worked on it but i haven't reflected on that but now that you mentioned it <laughs> it made me reflect on it so thank you for that i mean <laughs> i'm glad you're gonna think about that <laughs> that's so interesting i mean you you are a very driven person i would say like you do you know you you sort of know what you want and then uh, yeah. and you you sort of work you still have you still work pretty hard and then you're conscious about like these things and you would try to overcome these challenges most people they don't no sorry if i'm like um judgmental but like it's not like common thing like not everyone is, does this so no, yeah, why true, yeah. why do you why why what is your why why do you want to um be more aware of self and actually like take control of yourself well it's because like i mean i've never really been able to like do things for myself yeah like going to school like for really really long days um five days a week 
So and when I was and I I I play hockey, so I yeah. was like going home. Oh really? And yeah. Mm. And you know, I was like going home. It was seven p.m. and then I had to like do my homework in like less than thirty minutes, mm. uh, take a quick like break, and then go back to the ice rink to play hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had practice from nine until ten thirty p.m. and then I was going back home. I had to shower, get dinner, mm-hmm. finish my homeworks. We was usually like two hours and mm-hmm. until the night. And yeah, so I I like during my whole childhood I feel like forced to do things. Mm. So like I mean it's al- something that I've only been doing a lot since I got here. Yeah. It's like you know like being like three for all of these things. Mm-hmm. Like we uh, we had a really short hockey season and things like that. Um so I was like, "Oh, so maybe I should do things for myself and mm-hmm. like not for others." And really like appreciate what I'm doing and that's probably where I will like find joy in life. Mm. And yeah, so that was just because of like feeling like I was forced to do things during my entire life. Mm. So that was interesting. So y- you felt that you were forced to do things, and how? When did? When was the point that it changed? That you realized that, or maybe do you still feel pressure that you're still forced to do things in life, or or is there like a point that you realize, oh, I'm in charge of my life, and I I, I can do what I want. Um. I think it was after getting here, I realized that, like, I was really, like, in charge of my life. Mm -hmm. I was the one deciding on what I was doing, when, what time, with who. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially, like, especially after a month of being here, like, and you just go to the dining hall and you're like, oh, I have an entire day on the dining hall, like, in the gym, walking, uh, doing workouts, running, like, doing whatever you like. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, so this is this is my free time, and mm-hmm. I decided to spend it like that. I'm not mm-hmm. spending it like doing homeworks because I have to. Mm-hmm. Like I could do it like you know during study hall, or, like at any other time. But you just like decide to like do it at this time. Mm. That's such a good point. That you are constantly choosing to yeah. to do what you do, and everything what is that you do is a choice, mm-hmm. and then it's your own choice. I think we were just talking about it in a dorm meeting last night. <laughs> we were just talking about how um, every every action, like we're, we're trying to convince people to go to say a yeah. concert or something like that, but we were just talking about how everything is, is your choice. Yeah. And then uh, your choice has consequences. Mm-hmm. And you you are in, in charge and you're responsible of your choices. And you can choose. And happiness is a choice, yeah. for example. That's true. That, and... I mean, th- this is actually one one connection that I have with France. Uh, so my my birthday, my 18th birthday, right? Mm-hmm. I was actually in France. Yeah, and, really? Yeah, I was actually <laughs> in France. Um, what's that place called? I keep Nantes. Nantes. Oh, is Nantes. Nantes. That's yeah. how you pronounce it, right? So I was actually there, but then because I was like with my family, or my family's like on vacation, we're seeing my brother who's like playing tennis over there. So then. My mom bought me this journal. Yeah. This this uh, as my birthday gift, as my 18th birthday. Yeah, I thought they were gonna give me something that's better. <laughs> <A> <laughs> like, and yeah, 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 something like that. But they gave me a little tiny journal, blue journal. But then it says I I can't say it. I can't pronounce it. Let me see if I can um uh uh find it in in okay. find out. But ba- basically. It's the meaning is that happiness. I choose to be happy. Yeah. Because I want to be healthy. 
that's basically the the title of the the French French word. Could yeah. you, do you know how to translate it? Uh, it would it would be um, j'ai décidé d'être heureux parce que je suis en bonne santé. I think that would be something I like that. I think exactly that's exactly my, my my journal. I don't have it with me, oh. but I can show you. Yeah. It is so that's that's actually like a thing that I I didn't get fully get at that moment because mm -hmm. I I don't know I just didn't feel it. But then after you know going through things and after like going through challenges and after going through stress and like going through college application, which is like probably the most stressful time, and then I was feeling very low and. And a little depressed at that time, I remembered this journal, and then I looked at it and started journaling it, and yeah. I just realized, oh yeah, I can choose to be happy. And ever since that, you know, like yeah. I just every day I just choose to be happy. I don't like I don't expect my, you know, what I'm saying because like yeah. before I would like you know when I'm having a bad day, like there's bad environment or like people aren't treating me well or something that would affect my mm -hmm. mood, but then what i realize is you you like there are there there's a quote i forgot there are, so for example a tree there are so many leaves mm -hmm. there may be like a few bad leaves yeah but that can't just define a tree and that's the same there are negative people with negative thoughts or neg bad things that happen throughout your day but there are also like all these beautiful leaves flowers good things that happen in your in your day so if you like focus on the positive and you choose to be happy you can actually stay happy yeah interesting sorry i went on that monologue <laughs> it's just I, ha I i thought it was so interesting to connect with the, with that um but coming back to your point of um self-driven mm -hmm. so what do you think is like something that you aspire to do and want to do um i mean uh, that's actually a pretty hard question because, <laughs> like, I feel like being confused about what I want to do in life because mm -hmm. I have, like, a really specific, like, plan of what I want to do. I, like, I always want to know, like, what I want to study or, like, I already know all of that things, but I don't know if I will be able to. Mm -hmm. uh, but something I would be driving to do, I, I won't relate it to, like, athletics or academics. I would be just, like, you know, like, having, for example, like, I won't say something like traveling the world, but more like finding a place where I belong. Because mm -hmm. um, I feel like going from like countries to countries, and especially when you leave like your birth country, mm -hmm. like I, I don't feel like I belong to France anymore. I don't feel like I, I love French people because like I'm French, so obviously <laughs> I love them. But I don't feel like if I actually go and live there, I would be happy and I would actually like feel like I share the same values as them. Wait, why not? I don't know, it's just, um, I I think I just got used to, like, love talking in English. And, mm. like, used to, to, like, you know, like, being with people around the world and things like that. And France is a beautiful country, but it's not really diverse in terms of, like, people going to live there. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you go to France, you speak French, and you do that, that, and that. And you live in Paris, and that's kind of it. <laughs> so, so having this kind of life, yeah, because, like, that's, like, all... I grew up with that, and I really want to chase that. And, like, you know, like, I appreciate more things in life and really find, like... It's not being in a place when there's like only certain values being here. It's being with a place yeah. when you like for in, like NMH for example. Like everyone comes from different places and countries. We yeah. all have different backgrounds. So it's like being a place where you can feel like you belong here, but at the same time you feel like oh, but I'm different. 
But I'm different in a good way because I like bring like new aspects of life, of like new like you know like knowledge in here. Yeah, and I think that's the exact point that why we need diversity and yeah. need differences. And actually, you mentioned that point about France not being so diverse. I, I thought that was really interesting because that's actually. Um, well, I traveled. I've I visited France, and that's actually what I felt when I went to, for example, when I went to Spain, yeah, or when I went to Germany. So people are so welcoming. They're like, yeah. "Oh, where are you from? Oh, what's your <laughs> name?" Oh. <laughs> and then you know, I especially Spain because I speak a little Spanish. Mm-hmm. I learned Spanish, and now I was like, "Oh, I could keep passing me," and we're just having a great time. But then I went to France, and it was just that sort of calm everyone's in their own world sort of sense that's not to say like there's not like uh kind people there are also also great people yeah but people don't have that like in general there's not that urge to try to know new people and and try to like uh, i'm not trying to be stereotypical here no yeah but i'm just describing my my vibe or what i felt when i visited france and i felt that people are kind of separated um, like in in their own, which um, if you go to China, you would probably feel the exact same thing too. Mm-hmm. Uh, not like in smaller community. Like if you go to villages, people are very nice and welcome yeah. because it's like a tight community. But if you go to like big cities, everyone's just in their own zone, in yeah. their own world. Like you 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 go to like a Chinese metro. Like on the metro mm-hmm. is probably the quietest place, <laughs> even though it's fully crowded, fully packed. Like you can't even move because yeah. there's so many people, but it's dead silence. Cause, um, and if someone talks, it, it's weird, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's just like everyone's sort of in their own world. That's, that's kind of true. Like, I mean, I, rem- I actually o- like always liked like my values and like the values of France and like French people. Mm-hmm. But then I left France and I like met French people. For example, I went to Thailand and I met like some of them when I was there they were the most horrible person I've ever met. <laughs> I thought they would be like, oh, how are you? Like, you know, like you just talk with them because like you're literally like on the other part of the world. So you yeah. like see people from the same country as you. So you were like probably like, oh, hi, like how are you doing? What's up? Why, why are you here? Yeah. No, it's, I said like, bonjour. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, so <laughs> hello. So how are you doing? Why are you here? You know, you can like enjoy life as well. But um, yeah, I think that's something it's because like, like most countries where for like the way of living is pretty harsh and intense. Like we can see it from like your, uh, when you go to school, when you go to school from like 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., that's literally how you're going to work. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to like go to like the op- your office hours and like have the same office hours as like the hours you had when you went to school. So mm-hmm. I think people are just tired and they, they just want to like, you know, like well, you're just too tired to actually be open to people. Because like when you leave like your your office at like 8 p.m. and you've been here been here since 6 a.m., mm-hmm. you just want to go home, relax, be with your family. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's just I, people that's, are tired. That's it. That's a great observation. I think that's so true with um with china too because china the the working pressure mm-hmm. is so high that because china there's so many people and that they, there's two parts i feel like one is that there's um a lot of competition and everyone has to work so hard yeah. so everyone's just on their business they can't bother to take time to care mm-hmm. <laughs> about people around them yeah, because they're it. just like fo- focus on what they want and the second thing is there's so many people so it's like you you can never 
it's it's not like for example in anime she <laughs> sorry about that it's, it's okay. not like in an image where you walk around and you like recognize faces and you say hi because yeah. you, you see people all the time and mm-hmm. you naturally just know them in in like shanghai for example i walk on the metro i see just thousands of different people every single day and that's overwhelming mm-hmm. so like you wouldn't have the urge to want to speak up and i think that could be like another reason that uh, yeah. you know and, and so interestingly what what i agree with uh with the value part like what when my parents went to france state they, they said oh I, I, we love it here it's so nice people just mind their own business they don't <laughs> <laughs> i i feel i felt disconnected yeah i felt uh, a little i don't i don't know it's uh, i feel like it's it's still um i feel like yeah it, it really depends on the person and, and and the vibe and, and like what you what you really want but mm-hmm. i can definitely relate to you on that so coming back to the point of uh, <laughs> <laughs> we went on to another complete tangent but um so so when you say that you know you sort of are trying to figure out what you want where did well, so what do you want i i don't think yeah. we, we reached that conclusion as of yet or are you still on the process of like figuring it out um i know what i want to do in life and that's something really good um, but the question now is, am I going to be able to do it? Like, I don't know if I have the resources or if I will, you know, like you never know in life. You just like, like, I would like to go to med school. That's something. Mm-hmm. But what if I go to like pre-med and I realize that it's not my thing mm-hmm. and then I like switch. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I've been knowing since like two or three years, mm-hmm. but I'm still on the question, am I going to be able to do it? But yeah. like, you don't know unless you try it. Oh yeah, so that's so true. You're gonna have to try it first and then. <laughs> yeah, because um, you figure things out through the process of yeah. experimenting and 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 trying and making mistakes and failing, and then that's when you sort of just know. Because if you don't do it, you'll never know that you like it, or if you, mm-hmm. or you'll never know that you don't like it. Yeah, you know, and and also, I feel like that's a point of college. Is is uh, is. To, to try even more because yeah. there's this pressure that 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 um i don't know that that there's that people have to figure everything out before they go into college and oh you go to the major and yeah. then you, but then you look at statistics 50 percent of college students change their major at least once at That's least crazy. so like there are people who change their majors like three three or four times mm-hmm. you know like people don't have it figured out and, and I don't, I mean, I, I say I figure things out, but I might change too. You yeah. never know. That's something really great about the States. And like, like that's one of the reasons why I came is that you yeah. can change major pretty easily. Yeah. And like, because you have like this undergraduate and then graduate, mm-hmm. like, like changing major, majors, you'll like, don't lose a year. Well, mm-hmm. for example, if I were to stay in France, I would already be in med school right now because it's like you start right after like you get your high school diploma. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I would like to change, like, it would be too late. I would have, like, lost one year, as we said. Because, like, time is really, like, counted in, like, I think other countries than mm-hmm. the U.S. Mm-hmm. You really have to, like, I don't know, like, there's, like, this kind of, like, race. You have to race, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like a race. So, so everyone, I would, I would assume, like, people would aspire to be like you, to, like, graduate high school in 16, yeah. something like that. They want to skip grades and just try to get ahead in the race. I feel that's similar in China too, too, that everyone's sort of like racing. Mm -hmm. But then 
if you look at it on the larger scale, is that necessarily a good thing? Yeah, you won the race, but is this the race that you really want to compete, run in? Yeah. You know, it's like you, 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 you sprint, you see a crowd and you try to get ahead of the crowd and you finally mm-hmm. got ahead of the crowd and you look, look at the path and you're like all sprinting towards a cliff. Yeah. yeah congratulations. You're the first one there. <laughs> that's probably not what you want. Right. And, and, yeah. um, and uh, I think that's 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 one thing that I totally agree with you is mm-hmm. that the benefit of U.S. as edu- education is, yeah. it lets you explore. And yeah, but like this kind of like things, like being ahead of people, is only great if you stay in your country. Because mm-hmm. like I mean, like getting here, like I like I thought that oh you know you apply to colleges, so they're like oh a sixteen seventeen year old applying, that's great. Like she's or he's young. But like, oh, like genius, but apparently not. Like, I mean, like many people were like, no, that's going to be like not a good thing if you're like too young. Because mm-hmm. like, there's like this question about low, like, are you mature enough? Do you know? Are you sure that's what you want to do? Because mm-hmm. you're like still considered as a kid in a way. Mm-hmm. Because like when you have like someone 20 year old that is going to college, which is literally like, the, I think the perfect age to like enter college would be like 20. Mm-hmm. Like again, someone who's going to be like 16, 17, there's not a big age gap, but that's still really consequent, like four years when you're like this young. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like you're not really taken seriously. Mm. So that's in, in France? No, in here. Or here? In here, yeah. Mm, I feel like I'm not taken seriously in a way. You're not taken seriously or you're not being taken seriously? I'm not being taken seriously by others, mm. like in a way, you know? Can you elaborate more on that? Like, I mean... I, I've kind of felt that applying to colleges, like I know it's, uh, for example, I'm not going to college or university in the States because mm. I, I feel like this is a really, really great country, mm-hmm. but once you go to graduate school. So that's why I'm like trying to really? like, mm. yeah, to like go abroad again and then like come back when I feel like ready. And I feel like, oh, I would benefit from the US and they would benefit from me. Like I, f- I feel like right now they wouldn't benefit from me because of like, I, I, I don't even know how to, get to explain it, but this age difference is something that I played a lot in like this, oh, maybe I'm not ready to go to like a US college or like university in like in the US. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's it's pretty it's pretty hard to explain, but yeah. Let's let's dive into that a little more. Okay. <laughs> so why do you think that US undergraduate isn't uh something that's suitable for you? Do you think that's there's too much going on or Well, I I mean, if I were to be two to three years older, so if I were to be like, you know, eighteen, nineteen, twenty I would consider the U.S. undergraduate as a really good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, like in terms of, like, you know, because you're, like, with people your age. But, um, like, as, like internationally speaking, because I know, like, many uh, U.S. citizens go to, like, um, college at, like, 18, 19. Yeah. But, like, from my experience as, like, an internal an international student, and that you probably, like, received as well, is that, um, like, being young is not a good thing. Because... Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to describe it, but I feel like there are just so many more things that I can do thanks to my age, like in other countries, that I wouldn't be able to like do in the States. Not talking about like access to alcohol and things like that. Like it's not even the question. It's more like <laughs> like being able to like do things and like being feeling like safe, feeling like you 
you like find your way like the US is such a like big country and it's like it's like too big for someone this young to go to like university right now mm. and I feel like like you you feel you would be corrupted by the culture in some sense or yeah like I, I don't even know how to explain it. it's kind of hard but I feel like I, I wouldn't feel safe in a way and I mean even for like thinking about like my family and things like that and friends um mm. yeah that would be that would be more like safety first mm, interesting interesting idea um and I I, I, I can I, I can definitely see see where you're coming from right mm -hmm. here that um because yeah I think US colleges there's definitely a lot of pressure yeah. on like partying or like you know mm -hmm. oh you're having sex or whatnot you know like there's a lot of things that's going on and yeah. maybe not as much in other countries like chinese colleges or uh, uh or like y you said you want to go hong kong or like somewhere yeah. else you know it's like definitely not as you know intense in mm -hmm. some senses here and there are a lot of people that like you know are old like gap gap year if you try to explain the concept of gap year to like i don't know <laughs> chinese like a like like my grand grandfather he would never understand He'd be like what the yeah. hell are you doing <laughs> and but then it's like such a such a common thing here mm -hmm. and then um pg yeah and then like junior hockey and then all that so like you have freshmen that are like 21 22 that's true you know in, in us and that would just be ridiculous and and like if if, if it, it and it's not like they're not mature enough they're it's just they are pursuing something different they're probably like yeah. even more mature but then in china people if if someone is like 21 22 and they're going to college they would seen as very very behind yeah and like stupid because they they have to like literally wait re repeat three years that's crazy yeah you know so it's like a definitely big cultural difference mm -hmm. mm. would you say that's like similar in france too it is yeah it is because, um, I mean, uh, so, like, we only have one, we have two big exams, like, one at the end of middle school and one at the end of high school, and usually you're supposed to, like, get your high school diploma around the age of 18, mm. because there's, like, this, oh, you get your high school diploma, and then in the same year you can, like, vote, and you can, like, drink alcohol and party, and, like, legally, <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, so that's this thing about, like, 18, you graduate high school, 19 at most, and then you go to university or college. Mm. But if you, like, go to, like, you know, like, uni or college at 21, it's really late. Or even 20, it's really late. You're, like, like kind of, like, <laughs> segregated from being far behind, not a good student, having, like, your high school diploma really late, and yeah. things like that. Interesting. That's very interesting. I mean, this, this has been a very interesting conversation. Yeah. Um, and I mean, thank you for this. This is uh, eye-opening in some sense too. So, last sort of coming back to oh well, the self again. Mm -hmm. is we always start from the self and we sort of expand outwards. So, what what would you say to someone who would, who would want to be more you know driven and more like disciplined or also like uh, more self-aware? Well. For the question of how to be more self-aware, I would probably recommend to really l try to like seek help from others, talk to others, and really feel like you do things you like. Like try to find like one of your hobbies in life. Even if you like end up being like, you know, 
doing like one more year in like or like a junior year, one more year of high school. Like it's it's not a problem. You just have to like find what you want to be and how you want like other to like pursue you. Mm. So sort of like taking your following like your passion and and sort of discovering that first and then and then um following and pursuing like that direction and what would you say to someone who's like struggling to to find what they really want well i mean i wouldn't be the best to give advice yeah that's true because i'm kind of like you're in that phase but what what, what is your your process of discovering then yeah like uh really take time for yourself really like i mean i it's it's not everyone's gonna like face it the same way and like find his passions like the same way as for example you did or like I did Mm -hmm. but really like try to figure out your own way of being like oh so this is something I don't mind doing for the rest of my life this is something that if I had to do that every day for the next 20 years I wouldn't mind like it's something that I really like doing yeah that's a great point um I think this is uh this has been such a great conversation and uh it's time to shift into our final segment. So basically, in uh, every episode, I have this final three questions I'll mm-hmm. throw at you. Okay. Um, so are you ready? Yeah. So first question, what do you think the bigger picture of life is? The bigger picture of life? <laughs> well. <laughs> tough question. <laughs> tough question, actually. <laughs> like, what do you mean by, like, the bigger picture so of like, life? So, like, what do you think the meaning of life is and what do you think is is the is your contribution to like the bigger picture of um, like what is your unique purpose in this bigger picture of life? That would be to enjoy yourself because if you enjoy yourself, others are going to enjoy you as well. And if like everybody enjoys themselves, it's going to be like, you know, like the whole, the world is going to be better in a way. Not enjoying yourself as in like, you know, doing bad things, but more like finding like you like how others see you. Like, like if I go to a center and they're like, oh, I had a good first impression of you because yeah. I think you're like really reflected or like you, you have good values and you're like bringing n- good things to like the, this world and like the, you're like bringing things. Yeah. That would yeah. be it. Love it. Second question. What are some non-negotiable values that you have for your living? Respect first, respect, mm-hmm. really always respect. Mm-hmm. The planet, your friends, your parents, your family, everyone, strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would only say this one, to be honest, because it, it also like also goes on like respecting yourself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you respect like others, even yourself, it also means like respecting, yeah, that's, that's the only thing I would say. Respect, love it. Third question, if there is one thing you can say to a younger version of yourself, what would it be? Well, you actually are crazy. Like, I, <laughs> I, like no, like, really, like, I've never thought that I would be going to the States like that. Like, I, I like, was like, oh, I want to go to study yeah. in the States. Five months later, she's in the States. She went to Thailand. She went to Dubai. She all by myself like like mm-hmm. that's crazy you're <laughs> gonna you're gonna do things that you were never expecting to do mm-hmm. you're actually such a grown-up and you're like <laughs> trying to for your parents not being with you until the age of 10 and now you're by yourself and you can like manage to not calling them and you still have really good relationship with them 
So mm-hmm. really, I'm proud of you. You're going <laughs> to become a great person, hopefully. <laughs> Love it. And, and maybe 10 years later, when you listen back to this part, the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Um, this has been such a wonderful journey. I mean, the... It, did you have a good time here today? Yeah, thank you so much. I actually <laughs> learned a lot about you and even about myself. I was like, hey, I was thinking like that, but I never like said it out loud. Exactly. You know? I, I felt that too. I, I was for, at certain parts, for example, that like, you mentioned about soccer. And, yeah. and I, I just, I've thought about it, but not like as explicitly and also um, about like the choosing, choosing happiness thing. Mm-hmm. It's It's something that I know, but like not like, I wouldn't, I haven't like phrased it yeah. out like that yet. It's actually so. really great from like going to like listening to your podcast to being like doing one. I'm like, hey, <laughs> I can also like spread my voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in the driver's seat today. I mean, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having how, me. Guess how long we've been, or it, it, it felt felt fast, no? Yeah, I mean, we've been here for an hour already. Yeah, it's, it's time flies by when yeah. you're having fun thank That's you for it. coming thank you um, so much Shanine. of course and for listeners thank you all so much for listening and i'll see you in the next episode Bye bye